You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savior! SportsJourney.com radio network is on the air. It's the Bob Matthews Show. Delighted that you are here with us. Hope you listen on the iHeartRadio app or through Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold. You know, the great thing about a podcast is I don't have to say that what you're listening to is the last version of the show for 2020 because for all I know, you will hear it on New Year's Day. But Happy New Year as we continue to get ready for double for the double elimination game for the Washington football team, it is Sunday, kickoff 1 o'clock at the link in Philadelphia. They beat the Eagles, and they are in. We're going to go to Ashburn in just a few minutes and hear from Ron Rivera and Chase Young. We got an update on Alex Smith and a whole lot more from practice. But before we do that, we got to talk a little pucks because we got some major news for the Caps. Broke just after we finished taping yesterday, but Zdeno Chara, longtime Boston, Boston Bruins captain, I think 10 years, uh, the Bruins have decided to move on. He signs a one-year contract with the Caps for $795,000. This will be the first time Boston has opened camp without Chara since 2005. Very, very surprising sign uh, signing for the Caps and a real interesting one because they're getting a proven winner here. Now, if you are not familiar with Chara, the first thing you got to know is that he is the size of an NBA power forward when he is in street clothes. And when he is on skates, he is the size of an NBA center. He has won the Norris Trophy. That happened back in 2009. Helped the Bruins reach the Stanley Cup Finals twice, or three times, rather, uh, including, including the Cup Championship run of 2011. He is 43 years old. Uh, he has, obviously, more yesterdays than tomorrows ahead of him when it comes to hockey. However, he is still an extraordinarily effective player, and... I would imagine he's going to be a real force on the Capitals' penalty kill this year. Uh, he is still an extremely big hitter. He had, uh, I think it was 14 or 15 points, like six goals, nine assists last year. Obviously, he doesn't skate nearly as as you know fast as he did at the beginning of his career. But then again, it's because he's 43 years old. But... All of a sudden, not only do the Caps have a lot of fast skating forwards and centers on this team, they got some defensemen they can hit. I mean, between John Carlson and Brendan Dillon, now he adds Dana Chara to the lineup. Tom Wilson, who plays forward, we know he's never met a fight that he didn't like. This is going to be an interesting addition 
for the defense. And I think it'll it'll help boost the productivity of Ilya Samsonov in goal. It gives him some really physical and experienced help there on the blue line, especially considering the fact that he's going into his only his second full season in the NHL and his first as the Capitals' starting goaltender. Um, why did they sign him, uh, you might ask? Well, um, they got 56 games in 114 days. There are eight sets of back-to-backs. Um, he logged, Chara, Zidane Chara logged t- just over 21 minutes of ice time per game, and I got a feeling it, it'll be right around that or maybe a little bit less. But a team high, three minutes and 11 seconds on the penalty kill for the Bruins unit last year, which was a real good unit. Also, remember, this is a veteran team that's blending some youth into it. And here's a guy who has been through the wars and knows what it takes to get to the postseason. So I'm liking this a lot. What does it mean, though, on the blue line? Because the Caps right now have nine defensemen on the roster. In addition to Chara and Carlson, you got Dmitry Orloff. He's not going anywhere. Justin Schultz, Brendan Dillon, Nick Jensen, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Jonas Singenthaler, and Paul Ledoux. You're not going to, you're not carrying nine defensemen. Michael Kempney, by the way, you know, long-term injury list with that Achilles. Uh, not to mention, you've got a young guy in Martin Ferravari who logged some time last year. I think what it means, if I had to guess at least to start the season, you'll see Siegenthaler and Ferravari either on the practice squad or in Hershey with the AHL. I would think that Zdeno Chara would be part of the third defenseman pairing with either Nick Jensen or Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And then Jonas Siegenthaler is the, um, is the extra guy. But we'll have to see. We will definitely have to see. But I like the move. I like it a lot. I think that it, you know, it obviously it's, you know, it, he fits under the cap or they would have signed him. But I think having a guy who has experience winning the cup, who can still play, you know, he's still got that great length. He's still got the physicality that you want in there to help protect your skaters. I'm really liking the addition. I think it could be, it could be really, really interesting. Uh, it was funny. TJ Oshie tweeted out a picture of Chara putting him on the ice from, I don't know when it was, last year, year before. Well, now obviously not last year because there are fans in the stands, at least, you know, not before the shut. It was either, it must have been pre-shut down at the earliest. Um, and we should hear from Chara sometime uh, in the next day or so. So keep it, uh, keep it locked in here because we will have that for you when it happens. All right, it's Ashburn time. Washington out on the outdoor practice field today, which is how Ron Rivera likes it this time of year. Doesn't have to use the artificial turf. And the good news was Alex Smith was on the practice field taking reps with the starters. Here is Ron and the Alex injury update. Um, he, uh, he, he looked good. He did. He moved around. It was a positive step. Uh, we see, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. Again, I, I, you know, that, that's the one thing about when they're working off to the side or something or they get a little bit more work. You always have to see what happens the next day, the next morning, 
and see how they respond to that much work. But that was another positive step, so that, that was good to see. Ron also said that Antonio Gibson was looking better. We didn't see him on the practice field. However, uh, it was kind of a uh, it was kind of an off uh, purposeful off day for him because with turf toe, you know how Rivera is. He wants to see how the players respond the day after. He says it's one thing to come out and look good when you're working on you know therapy for an injury. He wants to see how he looks the next day. Now the same can't be said for Terry McLaurin. Still not on the field. Those of us who all watch the game from an objective standpoint, we say if McLaurin's not out there, it could be a big problem for the skill positions. Rivera, on the other hand, says he is quite happy with what he's got. Uh, yes, uh, I, I do like the development of skill position players. And, and as you've seen, you know, those guys are capable. They're more than capable of making plays. And that's the best thing about it is, is we got a group of guys that are developing. We had a group of guys that are there already. Um, and it's pretty exciting and, 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 and it's just going to add, you know, fuel to the fire as we continue to go forward is, is if we can get everybody back on the field healthy, you feel even better about the group of guys that we do have. The psychology that he's working right now is really interesting. He's trying to, with it being so much of a young group, yes, there are veterans I know, but predominantly it is a very, very young roster. Most of these guys, it's the first time they've been in a playoff chase and it's really interesting how Ron is trying to uh, kind of take the pressure off him, which you would imagine could start messing with their heads after not closing it out last week. He said today that whatever happens is going to happen, and it won't be the end of the world if they don't win. And he says they just need to have fun with this. At the end of the day, it, 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 it's, it's really about just going out and having fun. Because no matter what you do or no matter how you look at it, the, the significance and importance of this game is there. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to get all wound up. You don't want to get tight. What you, you want to go into this game and just understand, go and have fun. Let the chips fall where they may. And whatever happens, happens. At the end of the day, guys, you know, if, if we get caught up and, 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 and we don't win, okay, life goes on. We'll move forward. We'll have opportunities. Um, but what's, you know, what, what's at stake is, is everybody understands. Everybody gets it. Let's don't make it you know, something that's not attainable and not reachable. Let's make it something that we're going to enjoy and, and, and really be able to look back and say, man, that was a great, we, that was fun. It was a great run. I really appreciate that. That's exactly how I'm going to look at it. I mean, why would I look at this as a blown opportunity? Nobody expected us to have this opportunity, you know? Um, but to me, you know, you, you get to where you are, that's success. No, no matter how we look at it, that's success. Now, if this was Three years down the line, I'd be I'd be disappointed if we didn't make it. But right now, I'm ecstatic about where we are. I, I am. I'm fired up about it. Why? Because, you know, to me, it's it's bright, and that's the way I look at it. I I, I know that you know, 2020, the season of 2020 will be over, and I'll I want to tell you guys, hey, let's look forward. Okay, let's look forward because this is where I believe we're going. So that's how I'm going to approach it with my guys. I. I I don't want this to be looked at any other way other than this, this, what we did, we accomplished a lot. I mean, I saw, you know, the preseason predictions where people predicted we weren't going to win more than three games. Okay. I I saw those things. I get those. Everybody knows Rihanna had us at seven and nine, but okay. But the point just being is that we're not expected. So this to me, this is house money. That's the way I'm going to look at it. Uh, you know, because I want my, our guys to understand 
we we came a long way. We did, in spite of everything that happened in 2020, this football team has come a long way. Can we go further? I hope so. I, I really do. I hope on Sunday we get a chance to go further because um, it'll be also part of the learning process. It'll be another step in the learning process. I would love for this young group to be able to say, yeah, man, it was crazy going into the playoffs and doing this, that, and the other thing because that's part of the learning process. That's another step. So uh, is it exciting? Hell yes, it is. It really, truly is. And I'm, I'm very happy and excited for our players. And as I told them, you know, after Sunday's game, against Carolina. Guys, this isn't for me. I've been there. I know what it feels like. This is for you guys to learn and grow. I'm the voice of experience. I can tell you what it feels like, but I want them to experience it. So that's what this is about as far as I'm concerned. After spending the season with Rivera, you can tell when he's really into an answer because he'll give you about a two or three minute, uh, two or three minute soliloquy. If you've asked him a question where he's he's really got some passion behind his answer instead of maybe a standard 30 or 45 second, you know, throwing out 30 or 45 seconds worth of bromides there. I really I, it's an interesting tact he's taking. So and it'll be interesting to see how the team responds to it on Sunday night. Chase Young uh, was uh, we got to talk to him today too. two clips I want to pull out here for you. First is how much he already likes Taylor Heineke after only playing with him for one week. Check this out. It was spontaneous. It just, you know, I was just, I was thinking about it and I just said, why not? I'm going there. And uh, it was, I think it was a timeout. It was something, maybe a TV timeout. And, uh, you know, I just want to give him, you know, something to, to let, let him know that, uh, you know, Everybody's behind him, you know. We support anything he does, um, and you know, obviously he didn't need it. You know, <laughs> he was out there. He he. That, that that's 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 what he do. So uh, you know, he said that. You just gotta let him go. I think they're gonna be all right if they have to play with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. I really do. Got, kid's got a high football IQ. Overperforms his skill sets. I like it. All right, we got to get out of here. Make the clock on the wall. Say we are done. Don't forget to subscribe iTunes, iHeart, Podbean, Spotify, all the usual places where fine podcasts are sold. And like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.